0: Hey guys, this is Rob Carbone. Welcome to BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankee info than by listening to this podcast right here, right now. <laughs> of BD4, Rob Carbone coming at you on a Wednesday night, a little past 11 p.m. here, Um, still in a great mood, <sighs> you know, every time I start, you know, every time we do this, I am in a great mood because the Yanks just keep on winning, they keep on keeping on, man, and you really can't ask of more from them, but they just keep doing their thing, despite all that's gone on, despite whatever the hell it is. And whoever's getting hurt, whoever's not going to be in the line, they keep on winning. Whoever pitches poorly doesn't matter, they win. They win. They're just winning everything right now and you know, it's like you wait for this regression to come, but then you think to yourself, you know, they're fully healthy, you know, aside from, you know, one or two or maybe three people. They're fully healthy right now. You know, they've got a lineup out there that really isn't prone to regression anymore. They've got guys out there who can who can now win you these games so consistently. So you look up and it's no more the Scranton Rail Riders. It's you know, it's the New York the New York Yankees that are out there. So all this by everything they're now 52 and 28. So you know, you're not really waiting for that for that big, you know, drop off anymore. And that's that's so huge. I can't tell you how big that is. You know, that now we can watch these games and just expect wins. And we've been getting these wins. So it's just been awesome, and so I guess we could start game one of the series. Oh my god, game one was a, <laughs> game one was such a headache because you know it looks good. Well, after so CC Sabathia gets the start, puts the Yankees down 2-0 in the first inning. Ends up pitching very, very, you know, very well. Goes six strong to uh, of two run, two run baseball. But you know, in the fifth inning, the Yankees are still down two nothing. It's the offense that once again climbs back. Finds a way to come back, and they do it by the homer this time. Well, first off, the Yanks put two runners on for Hicks, so they had you know, they strung together a couple of base runners. Aaron Hicks comes to the plate, lefty Hicks, and he just crushes. Well, oh, I don't I don't know if it was crushed, but it, but every time Hicks uh, hits a homer, lefty, it feels like it's crushed. You know that shift feels like it's going 500, 500 feet to River Avenue. I mean, it does. It really does. You look at it, and he does little You know, he he he's got that Ken Griffey pose every time he gets that swing. When he hits it, when he hits a homer, lefty. So he hits a big home run, puts them up three to two. Yanks are feeling good, everything's good, and they tack on from there. They just keep on tacking on, manufacturing runs via the fielder's choice, via ground ball, runner scores from third, all that, Sack fly, whatever it is. They 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 put it all the way up to ten. So the Yanks are up ten to two. They get up to the eighth inning with that lead, an eight run lead in the eighth, ten to two. Uh, you figure, okay, now you can go with Jonathan Holder, right? And I agree with this move. Give Holder some work. Yanks are up big enough where where you know, he won't blow it. <laughs> well, guess what, folks? Little Johnny Holder comes in, right? John Holder comes in. Home run. Single. 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 Grand slam. Taken out. In that exact sequence, in that order, Jonathan Holder fails to get a single out. Not one, not two, not three, not three, not two, not one. John Holder comes in, gives up five consecutive hits. five runs. five runs, five hits in about five minutes. That's how quick it happened. So Yanks have this big 10 2 lead, right? Great, put holder in, give him some work. No, 10 to seven, you look up. Now I think it eventually became 10 to eight if I'm not if I'm correct. a laugher became a close game and it forced Aaron Boone to have to use you know guys like Adelino and Chapman (laughs) now granted they got it done in the end so a win is a win is a win is a win right but oh my god every time every time Holder comes in the game it's just it's a nightmare you know so what does the front office do after the game well they send him down (laughs) it's about damn time he gets sent down because this guy was he was leading the Yankee bullpen in innings pitched. Are you friggin' kidding me, man? That that's what pisses me off most about Aaron Boone. That he has no clue, or whoever it is, has no clue how to handle a bullpen. <laughs> this guy led the Yankees in innings pitch, and he's giving, and he's out there giving up, you know, home runs left and right, whatever. Ah, and I'm just so happy he's gone because now we don't have to deal with that. Now Boone can't make those same mistakes that he did in the past. At least not with Holder. So he's out of our lives for a bit. Hopefully he doesn't come back into them. Because I really just don't think he's that good a pitcher overall. Even when he's right. He's not that good. So Holder's gone for a bit. Um, Yanks do manage to escape with the victory there. Despite all that went on that game. And we get to game two. And uh, Green gets the open for this one. And uh, Green pitched well. No, he did. He only pitched one inning because he pitched the night beforehand. Before that, because uh, Holder had to suck. But he pitched an inning. He did well. It was, The Cortez was the story of that game once again. And how fun is Cortez to watch? I mean, this guy can pitch. You know, he's not even like. He doesn't throw hard, right? And he knows that. So he finds. It's not even just that he paints the corners like finesse pitchers do, but he also. He's like, he does this thing. Nobody even, I'm surprised people don't do this more. Really. I am. So what he does, he, he's got these crafty little things. He does. He, he he changes his, uh, arm angle. You know, he'll have a different arm angle. He'll go sidearm. He'll go full three quarters. He'll go over the top. You know, he'll do anything he needs to. And he'll, he'll have that hesitation in his, you know, his leg kick or whatever, whatever you call it. You know, when he brings his leg up, he'll hold it there. He'll have a delay. It's so fun to watch, you know, and you, he does this so so much where his, you know, it's you can't time it because his delivery is different every single time. So you can't time it, you can't, you know, get a consistent read of where the ball is going to come out. It, you know, and on top of that, he's locating, hitting his spots, he's changing speeds, changing eye levels. So all that, and that's what's making him a good pitcher right now. That's why he's been so effective for the Yankees because Nestor Cortez Jr. knows how to pitch. And I love watching guys like that. It's so unique, so different, creative, crafty. Whatever you want to throw out there, that's Cortez. He's just been this fun guy. He's becoming a fun little thing right now for the AX. He's one of those names I'm going to look back at, you know, in years and be like, oh, that guy was fun, but he was good. Um, yeah, so Cortez pitches well. A four and a third innings. Gives up a couple runs towards the end. towards the end of his outing. You know, ran out of gas, kind of like last time out. But on the other end, the Yanks were great enough to pick up another win. Uh, They only scored four runs, but all four of those runs were via the homer. <laughs> so in the first inning, DJ LeMayhew, guy's a friggin' god, man. LeMayhew hits a homer, and Judge goes back-to-back with him, so the Yanks put themselves up 2-0. In the second inning, labor Torres goes yard, a nice short porcher, 3-0. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so... Then it becomes three to two because Cortez gets tired, but finishes with a nice outing, and uh, the Yanks tack on four to two later when Encarnacion hits a homer. And that uh, that ended up being a pretty big hit because the Jays did score more, uh, one more off of Chapman. Every time Chapman comes in, oh my God! Every time Chapman comes in, it's a damn, you know, it's the damn grind. And you know, you look at his numbers; he's he's had a really, really spectacular season, but. You watch the games, and it's a different story, which is why I don't always like to look at stats. Now, he's had a spectacular season. Again, you know, I'm not I'm not telling, I'm not saying he hasn't had a great season. The guy is leading the damn league in saves, and he's, his ERA is nearing the uh, lower part of the ones. So he's had a great, great year. But every time he comes in, he's putting traffic on the bases. And, you know, to his credit, this wasn't entirely his fault. Gary Sanchez had a catcher's interference, but... Nonetheless, two runners around base. Chapman's a little wild. Didn't have you know? It's either he doesn't have his fastball or his slider is not on. It's one or the other. And so he's you know putting runners on, and it becomes four to three because he gives up a base hit up the middle. Forget who it was. Don't really care. But four to three. But he gets he gets the final out though. Ground ball to second, and the Yanks get the win. (laughs) But it's the same thing every time with Chap. Whatever, man. Got the win. You know, win is a win is a win is a win is a win. Whatever. And so we get to game three. Uh, I didn't see this game this afternoon. You know, <laughs> I had a thing called work. One o'clock on a Wednesday. You know, so <laughs> didn't get to see it. I don't know why the Yankees do that. I don't know why the MLB has these schedules where the New York Yankees are playing in the middle of a, of, you know, in the middle of a weekday. A weekday, such as Wednesday, in the middle of a week on a middle of a Like, what what are we doing? Ah, I hate it. So that's twice it happened, twice I so two games I miss, and I really don't bother to watch the DVR. Didn't want to watch the DVR because I get home. First thing my brother says to me, "Did you see the game?" I'm like, oh, "Now I have now I have to now I have to ask him what happened." You know, Labor Torres walked it off. <laughs> but yeah, man, this game was great. Uh, not the start of it though. You know, James Paxton, <laughs> I can't stand James Paxson. Oh my god. James Paxton, uh so I give him I don't know if you heard last time so last I think it was last time he struggled, which was about two weeks ago, uh, against the Mets, I gave James Paxton a new nickname. Um so, you know, you all know he's called the Big Maple, right? Well, uh you know, the guy's seen a psychiatrist. He gets hurt because of the mound is too hard on his on his feet. or on his knee. Sorry, the mound's too hard for his knee to to stay healthy, and, you know, so all that, and not being able to pitch in New York so far. So I take all that, and I develop a new nickname for him. I, I come up with Big Pussy. If you watch The Sopranos, you know what I'm talking about. So so that's that's what I'm going to be calling. I'm going to be calling uh, James Paxson uh, Bump and Cero from now on, because that's what he is. He's a giant pussy. The guy's not pitching well in New York right now, you know. It's, it's, he's just so frustrating. So he comes out today and he gives up two homers to put the Yanks down five nothing before the second inning even concludes. It's just he's just a hot mess right now. So five nothing, they're down five nothing, but but the Yankee offense is gonna Yankee offense. <laughs> what do the bats do? They chip away once again. D.D. Gregorius, you know, starts things off with a big. You know, a solo shot in the second to make it 5-1. to one. Okay, okay. You know, but a little later in the inning, the bases get loaded with two outs for Aaron Judge. You know, Judge starting to show some signs lately. Homer, Homer uh, last night. So what's he do here? He pokes a ground ball single up the middle to sneak in. It sneaks, just sneaks by, gets up the middle to center field, and it scores two runs. So now you're thinking 5-3. to three. But that was the hit right there. So when I saw, I saw the highlights, remember, I didn't watch the game. But right, if I was watching the game, as soon as Judge hit that, I would have been thinking, okay, this game is going the Yankees' way. That's exactly what I would have been thinking. Because that's that turning point moment. You know, they're down 5-1. to one, Still kind of a blowout. Not a blowout, but still kind of a big lead. But Judge gets the hit makes it 5 to 3. That right there would have been a moment where I said, "Oh, the Yankees are so winning this game. They're so winning it. You knew they were winning that from there." So he makes it 5 to 3, right? You know, from there it's kind of back and forth, back and forth, packs and sucks, whoever. And eventually it's I think 7 to 7. No, it was it was 7 to 6 Yankees. I think Aaron Hicks hit his sack fly late in the game. It was 7-6 Yankees. Uh, Chapman needed the night off, you know, understandably, because he's been worked very hard of late. He's thrown a lot of pitches. So Chapman needed the night off in the ninth. Uh, so with a one-run lead for the, for the save situation, the Yanks opt for Zach Britton. Um, I'm not the biggest Zach Britton guy, man. I don't know. Since he's came here, he's, you know, he's done well, but it's just... It seems like it's a struggle every time out with him. And today he gives up the uh, he puts a runner on and he gives up the game tying single to make it seven to seven. It's just I don't know. So so Britain blows to the save here, but you know still tie game. Yanks still have a chance to walk it off with a good part of the lineup coming up. And so what do they do? They they walk it off. Of course they do. They walk it off. Yankees have two runners on base, and up comes Glaber Torres to the plate. Um, aside from DJ and maybe Urshela, I think Glaber Torres, um, yeah, no, Glaber is definitely aside from DJ, maybe Urshela. Glaber's the guy I want up there with runners on base in a clutch spot. You know, that's the guy I want. Aside from those other two, I mean, the guy just no, he's. He's a complete hitter. Once again, I say this all the time, but he is. He's a complete hitter. So he comes through with an opposite field single. That's all you need. And that's all he does. Pokes a single to right. Uh, In comes Gregorius. And the Yanks take the win. Glaber's happy. Yanks are happy. New York is happy. But Glaber Torres, again, he doesn't get enough praise. And I said this, you know, for a bit in my last podcast episode. But it's so true, man. This guy's on a team with Luke Voigt, with Gary Sanchez, with now DJ LeMahieu who's getting all the new attention who has been the MVP. LeMahieu has definitely been the Yankee MVP. But here's Gleyber Torres sitting here with a 291-903, you know, slash with 19 home runs in the year, uh, playing some excellent infield defense, switching from short to second every other day. And he's sitting here, you know, barely getting talked about. And even if just... In baseball, in general, he's, you know, he's right up there with the Acuna Juniors, with the, with the Vlad Juniors, with the, you know, all those other new kids, the and Cummins, the Juan Sotos, he's right up there with them, yet, it feels like he's not even being talked about. I don't know why, I don't know how, I don't know when this started, but he, he's, he deserves this praise, man. He's going to be one of the best players in the game, and I'm going to make a hot take right now, but I'll say maybe in about two years, he will be the Yankees' best player, and he will become a top five player in the game. He will win an MVP right there. So there's three hot takes right there for me. And you know what? I don't even think that's a very hot take because you can see it. If you watch this guy, if you've studied him like I've done since he came over from the Cubs, you'll probably agree with me. You know? I mean, Glaber's the guy who can, with his ability to use all fields in Yankee Stadium, it's not crazy to say he'll hit 30 homers now. And you remember when he was getting scouted All the scouts were saying, oh, he doesn't have power. He won't hit for much much power in the big leagues. That's incorrect. This guy's got the ability to hit for power. Where he is, how he can hit, he'll hit for power. It's not crazy to think 30 homers per season. I mean, he's got 19 right now, so maybe he'll even go above that. 35? Maybe. But I'm thinking 30 homers a season, and on top of that, he's a legit all-around hitter, so he's going to hit for average. This guy's a 300 hitter. Definitely going to be a 300 hitter in his career. I see a lot of Robbie Cano in him. I really do. A right uh, from the right side, you know, great right-handed bat sprays it around. Um, the strikeouts right now they're up, but I think that's more of a youth thing. You know, tries to get a little too pull happy sometimes. Tries to hit the home run a little much because of his new profound power, but I think eventually as he you know develops, he'll become more a contact hitter and less a guy, a young kid trying to hit home runs. But I mean this year he's it's not like he's been that all year. I mean he'll get into these these ruts now and you know now and then but for the most part all season long Glaber's been a consistent A grade Yankee. He's been spectacular. And today he comes through with a big hit, you know, so making it three more in a row for the Yankees. And I think so they went nine and one on the homestand, but I think it goes even further back. I think they're like ten of their last eleven. I'm not sure about that but they did go 9 and 1 in the home stand. Uh yeah, they're just on fire right now, man. They're a force to be reckoned with and you really can't ask for more. You know, I say it all the time, but you can't. I mean, how can you complain when you're 52 and 28 in first place looking like you could possibly make a runaway in this division race here? You you can, and I'm not saying they are because I'm, you know, I'd be stupid to say that. It's freaking July. It's not even it's not it's not even July yet. But with this friggin' lineup the Yankees have, you know, get a little pitching and you can make a really serious run here. I I'm getting more confident every day that the Yankees are are a serious contender. You know, it's they look really, really good right now. They're surprising me. Every day they're doing something new that makes me go, oh wow. You know, this team has some balls. This team can do this, that, whatever. They're doing something every day to to raise my eyebrows. Now, again, they do need some pitching. To 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 take that extra step, pitching is that last ingredient for them to take that World Series step, to take that division-winning step. Pitching is that last ingredient that will make me 100% confident. They get that pitching. They sustain that balance they have offensively. I might become the biggest Yankee shill on the planet. (laughs) I really might. I might become the biggest zombie out there. Um... No, because seriously, that's that's all they need right now. They can find a way to keep this consistency on offense, You know, keep this all-around approach of hitting for average now, hitting in the clutch, which they did not do last year, but they're doing it this season. If they can find a way to do that, grab a starter or two, probably two, grab two starters, two very good starters. If they can do that, they're a damn, damn, damn good favorite to win it all this year. That's how much confidence it'll give you. So we'll see what happens, man. And there's this new kid I just learned about the other day. If you haven't checked out my article, go check it out on my page. Uh, it's my opinion, but uh, there's this new kid. Um, what's the name? It was uh oh Luis Castillo, not the not the infamous Mets bum. But this is a pitcher, a 26 year old pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds who's got electric stuff. I spent about 30, 40 minutes watching highlights of him because <laughs> somebody, because how it started was I was scrolling on my Twitter, on my Twitter page and, uh, or on my Twitter feed. And I saw some, somebody verified said the Yankees are looking at Luis Castillo. So I looked, you know, who's Luis Castillo? I looked it up. This kid's a stud, man. 26 year old pitching prospect for the Reds third year in league, having a breakout, 7-2 and two with a 250-something ERA. Striking out a whole lot of batters. Um, I do think his walks per nine rate was about 4.8. So that's not fun. That's not good. Walks are something I really hate. But if you're getting results, I guess you got to live with it. And he's a guy I would love. I would love a guy who throws 98. A guy who has, you know, the best change-up since, since like King Felix, man. he I've seen these highlights. I've been watching these highlights. This change-up. Not only does it have a terrific speed differential as it keep, as it goes to the plate, but it 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 moves like hell, man. It can move. He's got some nasty pitches, but the problem is, you know, not only is it going to cost, you know, all of Frazier, Florial, Estrada, you know, another prospect, and probably more like Andujar. It's going to cost a whole lot. But at the same time, you know, why would the Reds get rid of him? <laughs> You know, I did think of that like he's their version of Luis Severino, you know, an untouchable. I'm thinking that's what I'm thinking. So I don't really see the Reds giving, getting, uh, giving uh, Castillo up. I don't think they're going to give him away unless they want like a hall of prospects in return just to stack up and load up on their farm. But I know, man, a guy like that, I don't think I'd give up on him so easily as well. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that as we progress here. And you know there are other pitchers out there. You know I still want Strowman. You know the guy's. Oh, I love his energy, man. I think he will fit perfect in the Bronx, man. And he's a good pitcher. He's having a terrific season. Um, last I checked, his ERA was like three oh three. Record not great, but again, playing to playing with Toronto. But Strowman's a guy I want. But first on my list has now become Luis Castillo. Learn the name. Look him up. Do whatever you need to do. But I guarantee you. He's going to become one of your favorite pitchers in the market. <laughs> if if he's on the market, he's going to become your top guy because the guy's nasty. So hopefully, hopefully maybe the Yankees can pull something out of their ass. Maybe the Reds will be stupid enough to trade him. Who knows? Probably not. But, you know, there are some pitchers out there other than that, too. So it's not the end of the world if, if you know, Castillo is not an option. But, oh, man, he's good. <laughs> but, no, all in all, man, that's what I'm saying. The Yankees just need that one more piece get a couple of pitchers and they will be set to make a a terrific run, you know. So I'm looking forward to this entire deadline here. I cannot wait. This next month plus is going to be interesting. You know, before the trade deadline. So it's going to be something interesting. I can't wait for it. And if the I'm really begging Brian Cashman to strike big here. You know, we all know the other name too, but we're not going to say it because we don't really think it's going to happen, but You'd never know. Maybe, maybe Scherzer comes. Maybe, but we'll see what happens, guys. I think that's all I got for this one. Um, yeah, no, Yanks. Yanks come off another another terrific season uh, series where they sweep. Now they're going to take two days off to travel to London to play the Boston Red Sox, who are currently just inconsistent, just like they've been all season, up and down, off and on, day and night. They've had, you know, a struggle this season, but the Yanks are going to play them for two. Always fun when those two teams meet. And, um, but hopefully we can keep it going and pick up a nice two-game, you know, sweep over there. That's pretty much it, guys. Uh, thank you so much for stopping by. Thanks for listening. Share this with all your friends. Like it. Follow whatever you want to do. And I will see you tomorrow on the blog. And I will see you Saturday on the next podcast. All right, ciao.